Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. We continue through our examination of the Gospel of John. We're in John chapter 17, a portion of the scripture where Jesus is praying. He's praying and he's praying to the Father. Uh, This is actually, if you remember, the true Lord's Prayer. He's praying. That which we call the Lord's Prayer is really a model prayer, okay? Because it's a prayer that when the disciples had asked Jesus, uh, teach us how to pray, that's what he said. He told them, this is the way to do it. But this is where the Lord's really praying. And so let me just start the first verse again. We've covered the first five, but uh, it's good to set the context. Verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So we've covered up that portion right there. And Jesus is saying, I'm coming back home here, Father. Glorify me, glorify yourself. Uh, with the glory that we had before we spoke anything into existence. Now, verse 6. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, that's sort of interesting because interesting he says, I've manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Manifested the name, revealed your name to these people. And again, the, the idea behind name is the totality of who somebody is, the character of who they are, all that makes up who they are. Jesus had manifested that to the people, and it was to the ones that the Father had given him out of the world. So this is not just limited to the 11 disciples per se, okay? because there were, there were other disciples about that were true believers, other women about. Right? Then he says this, yours they were. And you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Remember, because prior to this prayer, the disciples said, Now we believe that you have come from the Father. Now we truly see what's going on. Now, verse 7. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. And so understand what Jesus is saying. These folks who now believe know that the truths that I have given them have come from you. And that everything has come from you, and everything that was given to me, I gave to them. Verse 8, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. So he's building upon this uh, statement that he came from the Father, that he gave only the word that the Father told him to give, that those that were the fathers were given to him, they have believed, and now they have believed that Jesus was sent. Verse 9, I am praying for them. 
I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. <clears throat> well, that goes even more into the argument we were looking at the last couple of episodes of, uh, can we say the distinction between the world and some others? <clears throat> Look what he says, I'm praying for them. I'm not praying for the world. That, that's not a rude statement by Jesus. <laughs> he's not saying, I don't care what happens to the rest of the world. Obviously, he's dying, okay? He's about to die for mankind. But he's letting the Father know, I am praying for those that you've given me. Why is that? For they are yours. And there again, it goes to that thing we were talking about, what you see in Scripture of uh, chosen, of called, of elect, of predestined, these biblical terms that give us insight into the fact that the Lord has done some things right here, okay? He's done some choosing. He knows. Now, there's all sorts of debate and argument, which I can't get into right now because it's just a format of our time together. And you're probably a little aware of some of them, but there's entire denominations, entire divisions within the body of Christ built upon personal interpretations of what all this means. We would just simply do well to adhere to what it says right here. Jesus says, I'm not praying for those in the world. I'm praying for the ones that you gave me, and they are yours. There are some that were given by the Father to the Son, and the Son gives them to him. Verse 10, all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 11, and I am no longer in the world, <clears throat> but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Oh, there's a profundity. John 17, 11. He says, I'm no longer in the world. I'm about to move out of this world. I'm about to go back where, where I was before. I'm coming back home, Father. But I want you, Father, to keep them in your name, to keep the ones which you have given to me. Notice how Jesus keeps saying that. You have given to me. The Father gave to the Son. They believe because what the Son says. And then this statement, that they may be one even as we are one. That they may be one. Uh, I'm actually working on something related to that whole concept right there, which I hope will be done in the next couple of months. I'll let you know when it is. But it's something... Uh, that relates to how we as the body of Christ really are. And I think we've been missing out on it for generations now, for generations. Uh, and we've allowed the enemy to have a heyday with some stuff. We are, as the body, supposed to be even as Father, Son, and Spirit are. That they may be one, even as we are one. How can that be? It can be because the Father, Son, and Spirit are one. The Father, Son, and Spirit dwell, reside within each and every true believer. If we do not quench the Spirit, if we abide in the Lord Jesus, as Jesus said in John 15, then we will be one even as they are one. We will be one. Now, this, this doesn't go to a, a robotic type of mindset. People often get sort of frivolous with this kind of stuff. No, we are uh, created beings. We have uh, personal preferences. So some may prefer blue, some may prefer brown. It's not talking about that. But it's talking about the oneness of the body that comes about because of the oneness of God. 
Let me read this one more time. We'll be done, okay? I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Remember this, folks. We are kept. We are kept by Father. We are kept. We were given by the Father to the Son. The Son died for us, and we are one with them. How then should we behave? All right? Again, I'm Dale. Uh, as always, I ask you to uh, pass these times from one person to another. Okay, you speak to somebody and tell them about these podcasts. A lot of times people don't know exactly how a podcast works, so you can walk them through it and show them how you're, perhaps you're doing it. There's a lot of different ways to access things. Uh, again, thank you so much. I'll see you next time.